Hey people, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm a sales coach and consultant who works with coaches, business owners, and people in the world of sales who want to become more comfortable and confident in selling in their own natural human way. If you're enjoying the podcast episodes and would like to access some great free resources linked to the podcast series through the monthly newsletter, which also includes podcast extracts and news on upcoming masterminds, live streams and events, then you can email me chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com. That's chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com and quote, let's do this. This episode of Not Another Sales Podcast is brought to you by Mindful Talent, a global coaching organization that trains aspiring coaches and innovative leaders. Their programs, The Trusted Coach and The Trusted Leader, are founded on the principles of mindfulness and developed in alignment with contemporary neuroscience, offering a globally recognized coaching qualification that is accredited by the Association for Coaching. Their online blended learning program has qualified hundreds of participants around the world, helping them to gain an edge in life and in business by increasing their emotional and social intelligence and their ability to connect with others. If you're interested in training with this incredible organization, which I would highly recommend, then you can visit their website and use my personalized URL code to gain 10% off any of their programs. www.mindfultalent.coach That's www.mindfultalent.coach and reference my code, not another sales. And now, on with the episode. In today's episode, I'm joined by online business expert, mentor, and host of Rule Breaker Dream Maker podcast, alongside that being an Amazon best-selling author, Danielle Prahl. And Danielle and I are going to be talking all about empowering yourself and others around you. Danielle's going to start by defining what we mean by empowerment, why it's so important and how it can help us and those around us with which we empower whether that be from a friendship perspective in your personal life or people that you lead and manage in a business sense. We're also going to be discussing what stops people from empowering themselves and some tips of how you can begin to do so through yourself and also those around you. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Danielle, welcome. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, really well, thank you. Thank you for joining me on an episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Of course. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, you're very welcome. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> for, for those tuning in, Danielle, that, that aren't too familiar, I think it's always good when I have uh, guests on like yourself to, to give a bit of an overview and a, a bit of a backstory as, as to what makes you who you are. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm pretty much the most amazing person on the planet and that's kind of it. So no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm Danielle, like you said, and um, I am a launch and online business expert. I help um, mentor women mostly, but everyone really in business um, who really want to scale. I found that my sweet spot is either getting people to kind of their first six figures and then scaling them from six figures to multiple six figures or even seven figures. And a lot of that is done with uh, automated income, of course. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Great, great. And when we first spoke, it was, of course, Brittany... Hoffman who introduced us to each other um, oh, yeah. when you talked about what you did it, one of these words came out about empowering people and that's a sense of what you what you're doing now mm-hmm. and we of course then when you said that I was like straight away this is something that I think we need to explore because I think 
a sense of empowerment is something that is sometimes taken for granted or, or not even focused on. But first of all, what does empowerment mean to you? Empowerment to me means really granting ourselves and others permission to have everything that we want, right? And everyone's definition of success in their dream life looks very different. So I don't want to ever like put words in people's mouths, but I do think that empowering, like so many of us think, okay, we're not allowed to have success until we blank, whether that's lose weight or make a certain amount of money or uh, learn something new or feel ready or whatever that thing is, right? We all have it. And I still work through this. I know everybody does, no matter what level of success you get to, is really just empowering yourself, giving yourself permission to have what you want now and understanding that you're worthy of it and not because of any outside you know, circumstance, but that the fact that you just want something means you're allowed to have it and you should go for it. So it's really empowerment, right? Just means like giving yourself that power to go after what you want um, and forgetting any of the outside rules. Mm, absolutely. And I think it's also important that that sense of empowerment you give yourself, it also encourages others around you. And sometimes it can be directly or indirectly related to you empowering yourself, or it can be directly related to empowering others around you if you have a team or even if, you know, if you're looking at it from a day-to-day point of view, even your family and friends, really. Yeah, and I think that that trickles down through... Um, I actually wrote a book, a random topic, but inside of it, I said, in order for me to inspire others to live the lives of their dreams, first, I would have to do the same. Mm-hmm. I think so many of us have to hold ourselves to that standard uh, because we don't realize who we're inspiring or empowering. And if we give ourselves permission, then we're giving other people permission to do the same, either directly or indirectly. Um, and I think what you said about the team is huge because if you are a leader and you have a team below you, it's so important to empower them to go after their dreams and have things that fulfill them. Um, and it's not about being like a martyr, right? Or being like, I'm amazing and you're all below me. It's literally just <laughs> saying like me giving myself permission to have what I want, be my best self and have the success in the life that I want, hopefully is allowing other people to know that it's possible for them as well. Mm, absolutely. And, you, and you've mentioned a couple of points there, but why do you think it's, it's important to be able to empower yourself and, and those around you in order to help grow your business? I think because we write our own rules in life, you know, there's that old saying that says, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Um, and Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of us wait, we wait, um, hoping someone knocks on our door and gives us our dream life or our dream job or our dream career or our dream relationship. And like, I'm sorry, I did that for a while too. No one showed up, you know? So I think it's important because if you want something and if you want to create something, our lives are incredibly short, right? Like I always say that money is a renewable resource, but time is not right? So we need to really understand that we need to show up now as the person we want to be, right? Um, Mm. We need to go after those dreams that we have now and no one is going to come give you permission. No one's going to show up and say, okay, Danielle, or okay, Chris, you're ready now. 
Now's the time. You can do it. You can have the thing now. No one's ever going to say that. So by empowering yourself to go after it and like really like I literally daily sit down and write out these things to myself and and spend some time doing like a mental mindset practice to empower myself because I know that I am the only person who's captaining my ship, right? Like I'm the only one who's going to be able to give myself permission to go after what I want. And entrepreneurship can be a very lonely game in that sense. You don't have a bunch of employees being like, Hey, or at least I don't at this point in time, I do work with people, but it's different than in an office where someone comes over or in school when your teacher's like, you're doing such a great job. Like people aren't really going to tell you that. So you kind of have to be your own hype person. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and to add to that, it keeps you focused on what you believe to be true about yourself rather than what you might create because of other people's opinions. Because when you're empowering yourself, you're making yourself realize what your potential is, which is often limitless and, and beyond what you might take for granted on a day-to-day basis. And um, I love the quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, which she says, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent in that you can decide how powerful you are and how much potential you fulfill on a day-to-day basis and that anything around that is just an excuse or a limitation that's been put in there from your mindset as opposed to an actual feasible way of you not being able to succeed oh absolutely i love that too that's an amazing quote um i think that a lot of times we might say like oh you know others put me down or so and so said this and it didn't make me feel good and those things can happen like we all have bad days or someone made a comment or an internet troll or maybe our families you know has drama whatever but sometimes we're actually our own worst enemies like mm. to your point um where we can be in our own minds telling ourselves we can't have something or we're not good enough and and I think that's where the empowerment stands point comes from is like there's so much noise in the world from other people but a lot of the internal negative noise that keeps us stuck comes from ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's very easy for us to kind of fall into that isn't it and feel like for example the government at the moment from my end in in the uk right now talking about brexit and you've got trump in america and and making people feel like oh it's it's because of this or it's because of that but it's actually realizing and taking control, as you said, that no one is going to come up and give you permission. You've got to take. You've got to take it from it. You've got to be proactive. And there's. Um, I was watching a, a Jim Carrey speech the other day that he gave at graduation, and he said, "Life doesn't happen to you; it happens for you." And that you need to realize that everything that happens in life is not making you feel like, "Oh, poor me." You know, this is because of this and that. It's actually happening for you because it's actually making you realize what you're capable of, how you can overcome those challenges. Because if you'll continue to be a victim of your circumstance, then you'll continue to live a life that isn't something that you really want and that you won't be truly happy with. I I completely agree. And Jim is deep. Like I've watched some of Jim Carrey's stuff too. I've actually watched the one you just mentioned. And I love when he gets off on these topics because Mm. he actually has some really incredible things to say, but, um, that is so true. If you are dependent on your circumstances, you're always going to be screwed because your circumstances are always going to change. You know, it's just about overcoming them and understanding that you kind of make your own way in life, right? Like we can't, we can't necessarily change what's showing up all of the time, right? Like things mm-hmm. are going to happen, but uh, how we respond to them, I think is really what gives us the ultimate control. 
absolutely and and say for example if we, we we had a team if someone has a team listening to this whether they're they're running their own business or they're a manager of a sales team or, or whatever team that might be what are some of the the benefits that they can see from empowering their team around them in terms of some of the qualities or or outcomes from it well i would have to say i mean i studied for i don't know a couple of years what makes someone a good manager right and what what type of person ultimately leads other people to their highest form of success and i'm not going to say that i'm an expert on it at any means but i would say that um no one likes to be micromanaged right like no one likes that but if you have someone who is going to help you show up as your best self that is the absolute best gift you can give any of your team members and i find one way to do that is i forget who said it but i've listened to something once that said an agreement is very different than an expectation right if you have an expectation it's one sided so you're always going to be let down so if you have expectations of your team to do something you're going to be let down. But if you come to them and say, can we make an agreement that these are your things? What do you think about that? And they say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this or I'm going to approach this that way or I'll have this to you by X date. Like, yes, we're agreeing to that. If it doesn't happen, you can say, hey, we agreed upon this. Like, what? how can I help you to make sure that this, this agreement is um, actually happening, Right. Uh, mm-hmm. They can say, oh, yeah, you're right. I did agree to that. And then you have a conversation versus like me having this expectation you're maybe not aware of and there's no conversation and then I'm just resentful and pissed off. Um, the second thing is basically asking the other are what they want to do maybe for this year, what their um, hopes are for the company. Like you have the vision, right? If you're the leader or the owner or the CEO or whatever it may be, even the manager, you can say, okay, this is my vision for the year. I want to know what your, your goals are. You know, what are your things that you want to hit this year? What are you hoping for? What are your personal and professional goals? And then say, how can I help you best achieve those? Because then you, you let them be their own manager and you're just kind of checking in with them to make sure that you're there for their highest potential. It's a very different culture than someone just barking orders at you, firing off crazy emails, being argumentative. It's really like, listen, this is your, your role to fulfill. How can I help you do that in a way that, that makes the most sense and inspires you? Mm, absolutely. And I think the golden thread throughout what you've said there as well, which, which is a massive benefit from empowering those people around you is the trust that you build with them is showing that you actually are being able to bring them in and give empower them to do what they've been brought in to do and to succeed and fulfill their their own goals not just the business or what you see as success at the same time and from that that trust which is something that is so hard to well you can't manipulate that it has to be built naturally and if you don't have that a lot of the time, then your business isn't always going to succeed because the more people trust you, the more they're willing to put in, the more like they go that extra mile. It's just a natural human behavior. Even if we are subconsciously do it sometimes is that the trust we have for people, it can create that loyalty, which can then create a, a really fulfilling culture within a business. Oh yeah. I mean, and they, it, it, 
it's been proven that happy employees or happy workers are the best ones. They're the most, um, you know, time conscious. They're the most efficient. They get the most done. They get the best results. Um, we as human beings, right? Even if you think back to school, like the things that you were the best at, you probably really enjoyed doing right? You had an interest in it. You had fun with it. You probably got the best grades when you liked your teacher. Like these are common threads too throughout our, you know, world. It's like, we want to be happy. We want to work with people that we like. We want to enjoy. And when you enjoy them, a byproduct of that is being really good at your job. Yeah, absolutely. And when you enjoy things as well, another outcome, I think, empowering people is that creativity, and that productivity that comes from it as well, because I've seen, and I'm sure you have as well, where organizations where people don't feel empowered and all you're doing really is bringing people in and not actually letting them become who they who they should be. And and therefore, you know, I think Steve Jobs talked about it in that, that the whole point of a manager and a good leader is to bring people in smarter than them, not to bring in people that are going to feel inferior and never raise their game beyond the person they're working Oh, yeah. I've, and I've seen it time and time again with different clients that I've had. You know, the team culture can be so different, um, especially when I'm working one on one with people. Right. They, they normally have teams or employees with them as well. Um, and just seeing the different cultures, the people who really, really inspire others to be their best selves or really want them to be happy or help them to blossom, right? Like I look at it almost like they're the water, like watering their own grass, right? Those teams flourish and they do amazing. And then there's other teams where like, the client talks bad about their people and puts them down and doesn't communicate. And it's just like, it's very ugly and they never do as well. And if they do, they, it's because they just hustle and grind nonstop, not because they're all having fun. And we all got mm. into business to have fun and enjoy our, our work, right? Like you don't get into business to hate everything. Otherwise you just stay <laughs> stuck in a job somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think a lot of people lose that, don't they, when they go down the route, particularly when you are growing your business and bringing other people in. It's actually reminding yourself to stay true to what you enjoyed in the first place and finding people that that will do that as well. But to be able to allow them to do that, you need to empower them to be able to give them the, the feeling and the desire to want to do that, to share that passion. Oh, yeah. And, you know, especially if you're sharing your goals with your team, that's a huge one, too. Like, hey, this is, you know, I specialize a lot in launches for people. Um, and I found that when the client actually shares the goal for their launch with their team, whether it's a certain amount of people or a monetary goal or a lifestyle goal, like I want us all to enjoy this time. I find it happens a lot faster because if you have the collective right thinking on the same path, you're going to get there a lot faster than you by yourself yourself um doing it not telling anyone and like wondering why no one's on board <laughs> mm, yeah and, and you mentioned it earlier as well about building people bringing people in and for example if you're going to build goals build goals with them because it builds that collective otherwise as you say if you're trying to do it in the background and you know the hierarchy has got this goal but no one else knows about it then you're not going to succeed yet when you don't succeed you're going to look at the business and think why have we done this and probably blame the people that had no idea it was a goal in the first place oh yeah absolutely it's almost like your own victim mentality yeah so what do you think stops people from from empowering themselves and, and others around them if they have a team from, from really 
truly empowering themselves, whether it's consciously or subconsciously? I think part of it has to do really with kind of how we are raised. And I, I'm not a big believer in like blaming your childhood for everything, but I just think if you think about the things you're told since you're young, right? Like I have a 19 month old daughter and let me tell you, she is fine with telling you what she wants. In fact, she (laughs) demands it right away. I mean, she wants to climb on the table. She's climbing up there. Like she's not waiting for anyone to give her permission. She just does what she wants to do. Right. And then there's, in or the teachers throughout your life kind of squashing that um that pure wonderful soul that you are because they're terrified that you're gonna you know jump off the table and kill yourself or you know there's these rules of society that you kind of have to fit into and so you start hearing like oh you're being too loud or it's not all about you um you know or that's not the way the world works or your parents are having a bad day at work and they're like you know money doesn't grow on trees you have to work really hard to be successful and they're instilling in you maybe determination but I I think if you take all of that noise and internalize it, you start to learn like, I have to wait my turn, Mm. right? Or I'm not good enough, or I can't trust my own intuition. Um, And I think that gets broken down because when you look literally at young children, like they'll do whatever they want. Like they know what they want and they're fine with going after it. But as adults, there's just so much you've heard throughout your life and so many things you've seen and failures. And, you know, maybe you've had parents who've run businesses who ended up with nothing. And, you know, we get a little bit more nervous the older we get because life becomes reality and we have bills to pay and things to do and people that you know we don't want to let down or see as failures and so sometimes going out of the known into the unknown can be terrifying because at least if the known is familiar it's comfortable even if it's not what we want Mm. absolutely and i I think for me as well on top of that why people sometimes what stops people from feeling empowered to be able to go out and succeed is is the world in which we live in now with a lot more around social media of, of seeing other people's journey or their outcome and and too often people are looking at that and comparing themselves to other people and making it feel intimidated where what the mindset should be and of course this isn't just a flick of the switch but training yourself in that it should inspire you not intimidate you when you do see these people because quite often it's a it's a highlight reel really isn't it what we see on social media and quite often you're seeing someone's outcome and you're judging it against your process and therefore of course it's not going to be the same thing it's like walking into a space camp and seeing a guy go up in a, in a shuttle to the moon and going oh well how am i going to do that it's like well he's been in like two years training for that even he just walked in <laughs> yeah I love that. That's actually an incredible example. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not getting in a rocket ship and going to the moon like that would never happen. Um, But you're right. You don't see the training grounds or the twists and the turns that someone's taken. And unfortunately, there are some people out there boasting success and sharing numbers and sharing things that aren't even necessarily true. But there are those leaders who are, you know, killing it and very successful. And what you don't see are the, you know thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars they've spent on coaches and mentors and, you know, growing their business and Facebook ads and uh, fancy funnels and whatever it may be to get their success under wraps. You know, you don't see that part. You Mm. just see like, oh, they're killing it. But a lot of people don't share their journey to get there, right? 
Some of them honestly wait until they are a success to start sharing a bunch of stuff and they don't show the pitfalls in the journey. And, um, you know, no one wants to be a depressing story, like showing themselves crying over their failed launch or business venture on, on Instagram. But I do think it's important to say like, you know, here I am doing well, like even myself, like I'm, I'm doing well. My business is at a very amazing point. I've had incredibly successful clients, but I've had some shitty things happen too. Like I have downfalls. I have hard days. I have, you know, failures. And I try to share a little bit about it without being you know, a Debbie Downer. (laughs) But I think Mm. sharing those maybe not so pretty things are also inspirational. Yeah. And I definitely think, you know, in the last couple of years, and and I think a big thing for this year is that that's what people want. They don't want the standing in front of a green screen telling people how to do it. They want the raw kind of version of, okay, what's the process behind it? Because it, it all relates to stories and big fan of storytelling in terms of how to articulate what you do whether you're selling or whether you're trying to engage with people to, to um, share your passion and i think we we naturally find it curious the process of things we don't just want to know the outcome we don't just look at go to the back page of a book or go to the last scene of the film we want to know the story behind it and because it helps us understand it but it also gets us emotionally involved i think people listening to this and whether you're selling whether you're working with customers is don't just show them the outcome of what you've done show them the research behind it show them how you've got to where you are now how you've actually come up with a solution for it because i think people appreciate that journey and will then pour buy into it a lot more oh yeah or just put up a stock photo of you in front of the eiffel tower and i'll buy whatever you have because i want to be in front of the eiffel tower i'm totally just kidding but there was that standpoint, I feel like, when I first started in this industry, that if you didn't have the beautiful photos, which, you know, they help, we all want to look nice, or you didn't have the perfect, you know, website, or you didn't have this, and then you weren't really taken seriously. And I think, like you said, have really flipped in the past year where people want to see the real you. They want to see the real story. They don't just want the stock photos of you in Europe or wherever on your vacation. They don't want to see another girl in a bikini on a beach with a laptop being like, I'm rich, buy my stuff. Like they want to know who you are, what you stand for, how you got there, what the process is. Like they're very, uh, consumers have become very intelligent. They've become very knowledgeable. And I think those flash in the pan quick buys are like fly-by-night people who aren't going to stand the test of time or they're just going to invest in more people to make them look like authentic human beings, which won't come off authentic because it's not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So for people listening to this, Antonio, how can they how can they become more empowered or empower those around them? What are the some of the things that you suggest or from people that you work with to do that? Oh, absolutely. Well, this is one of my favorite topics and I could go on and on about it for like 20 years. So Mm -hmm. if I'm starting to ramble, just let me know. But, um, you know, I think when we first spoke about doing this interview, I mentioned that, you know, a lot of people have a spiritual practice of some form, whatever that may be for them. And then a lot of people have a physical practice, right, of like working out, or at least they know that they should have one. We all feel better when we go for a walk or a hike or yoga or whatever, right? But so few of us have um, kind of a mindset practice. And it's been one of the 
most interesting things for me to learn as an entrepreneur. Um, I would say my first, I don't know, eight months in business or so, I kept hearing about it. And I was like, that's bullshit. Like, that's super woo-woo. What are these people talking about? Um, because I think it does get abused. Like some people be like, Oh, just decide that you're amazing. And then you will be. And it's like, okay, but how do I actually do the things like, right. You need both. Mm -hmm. But if you have a mindset practice daily, I try to do it at least five days a week when I'm working is I wake up in the morning and I try to get my head in the game, right? Like I have to remember why it is I'm doing what I'm doing. I have to ask myself the hard questions like, what is it that I really want? Who is it that I want to inspire? What do I feel called to create today? Um, how can I live my life in a way that, you know, serves my family and those around me? And, if you ask yourself these hard questions and make it a practice daily, you'll be amazed at where you end up. Because I know when I actually first started doing practice, I went from making, I think, about $3,000 a month to crossing my first six figures in gross revenue in about, I don't know, six, six months from then. Um, so, I mean, it, it dramatically changed the course of my life and my business. So I think that really just having a daily practice, whatever that is for you, I recommend journaling just because it's been proven that you can access your subconscious and some of the things that you're operating by or the beliefs that you're operating by, um, you may not even know about consciously. But if you take the time to journal out what's coming up for you um, in where you want to be or the type of, you know, relationship you want to be in or where you want to live or the type of business you want to have or, um, you know, whatever's put on your heart to do, like as an entrepreneur, right? Like you're kind of the captain of the boat, like I said. Um, your desires and your dreams are actually your inner compass. They're there because you're supposed to do them and it's available to you. And the only person stopping you from getting those things or going for them is yourself. And if you're stopping yourself, you need to ask yourself why, right? Why am I not going for it? What am I afraid of? Is there something that, um, you know, I'm afraid will happen if I do have the success that I want? Um, you know, and oftentimes if you're not getting what you want, even if you think it's available to you, it's because you feel like you're going to lose something in the process, right? Like mm -hmm. maybe if I'm wealthy, my family will feel differently about me, or maybe I'll be a mean person because I was taught that wealthy people are rude or whatever. Like we all have our stories. The more you can tap into those stories and ask yourself, is this actually true or is this a limiting belief and how do I shift and change it? What would the opposite of that be? The more you can clear those things out and empower yourself to show up fully who you are, because we keep parts of ourselves compartmentalized because we are terrified if we show up fully as ourselves and expressed that maybe people will reject us, right? We don't want mm. to be rejected as human beings. But when you actually encompass all of that, that is your power. And you will be amazed at how people will be absolutely magnetized to you because you allow them to show up fully as themselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to add to that point, on top of that is reminding yourself on a daily basis on what you can and you can't control. Because as we've spoken about throughout this, there's a there's a lot of things that people can get caught up in and limiting beliefs, as you mentioned there. But often we waste so much energy and time and emotion on things that we can't actually control. And it's 
it's reminding yourself on a daily basis when things happen to you, as you mentioned earlier, it's not just what happens to you, it's how you react to it, is can I control that? And if not, how can I control how I react to it? Because then what you start focusing on is all the energy on the productive stuff rather than, for example, if it's raining, you can't control the rain. You can control if you get an umbrella or not or whether you just stand there complaining that it's raining. It's completely up to you how you look at things and when they happen to you. I actually love that you brought that up. I was, um, I agree completely. I was talking to an investment guy that I, you know, have been investing some money with. And um, he called me the other day after the holidays. And I don't know if you've been watching like the stock market in America or all these things, but it's been a, it's been like a up and down, whatever. Apparently, I didn't even know that. Um, but he said when he checked in with me, he's like, okay, I hope you haven't been watching the market. It's been a little rough, you know, twist and turns, whatever. And I said to him, to be honest with you, this may make me a bad like investor, but I trust him, right? I trust him to do his job. I said, I haven't even paid attention to it because I only stress out about the things that I can control. And that's not one of them. So mm he was laughing about it because he's like, I wish more people had that attitude. When you think about every little thing that you can't control that you're freaking out about, right? Like maybe someone's sick or there's traffic or uh, someone was rude to you or I don't know, a person cut you off or, you know, they were out of cookies at your coffee shop, whatever. We spend so much time stressing about things that we cannot control that when it comes to the things that we actually can, like the big decisions or the important things you should be listening to and trying to control, you're so exhausted mentally that you're like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And those should be the things that you're saving your energy for. I think as human beings, as, you know, friends, as, um, in people in relationships, as parents, as business owners, as employees, whatever it is you are, I think protecting your energy for the things that you actually want to give it to is one of the biggest learning lessons I have learned thus far in my life. Um, you really have to protect your energy for the things that you can control. If you're exhausted all the time and letting circumstances like we spoke about really like um, run your day and run your life. You know, I see so many people waking up first thing in the morning and checking their emails and then they go down a rabbit hole or maybe they're scrolling Instagram and they get 15 pages in watching someone who makes them feel bad about themselves. Or, you know, your boss calls you and yells at you and your whole day is derailed. Um, Mm -hmm. whereas if you just like set yourself up for success, like I know I cannot answer emails first thing in the morning. I have not had my coffee. I'm not a nice person. I will go down a rabbit hole of things and probably piss a lot of people off. I don't know. It's just not the best use of my time. So first thing in the morning, I do not look at my emails. I speak with my team and my clients via Slack so that it's not on my cell phone so that when I have it on and I'm able to respond, I set time for that. I think it's just really about giving yourself control of how you respond, what you're responding to in the moment. Like I I love when people are like, oh, so-and-so keeps calling me. And it's like, well, then why are you answering? Just don't answer during those hours. They'll stop calling you during those hours all the time. It's just so funny how so many of us don't realize how much control we actually have over our lives, um, even when we don't, right? But the things we can control, like you mentioned, which I love, is like, okay, you don't want people calling you at 11 o'clock at night? Stop answering. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the thing you mentioned there around, you know, saving your your energy and your your focus for the right kind of things. I um I had Lauren Everts from the Skinny Confidential on and she talked about it like how she sees her energy like a thermometer. And anywhere that she goes and invests her time on a day-to-day basis, better be raising that thermometer and keeping that energy high. Because if it's not, then it's not beneficial for her to be spending her time there. And if it is, then she needs to be able to reserve enough energy to be able to put it in situations where it might drain it a little bit, but be conscious of where you can control it so that you've got time for when you can't control it to invest in it. That's an incredible way to put it. I mean, she's obviously a brilliant woman, but I haven't heard it put that way before. And I absolutely love that. Mm, Yeah, it definitely resonated with me and something that I'm very mindful of. And and another thing I think relates to this as well about how you can empower yourself more, and we've, we've touched on it a number of times indirectly, is being mindful of who you surround yourself with. Because as you mentioned at the start around going through life, it might be through family, it might be friends, it might be teachers. And I think a lot of people will very rarely kind of audit their their circle around them through sentiment, through habit of thinking, oh, because I've been friends with this person at school or I know this person, I therefore should always know them. And it's not the case because quite often it's the people around you that give you that limiting belief of not being able to empower yourselves because they aren't doing themselves to the to themselves the same oh yeah that's um that's been a an interesting thing that's come up for me not so much the past year or so but in the years before that I went through a very tumultuous time in my life and I really was forced to kind of audit who I had around me and it was very difficult to look at certain family members or friends I'd been friends with for so long and be like okay this person doesn't stand for my highest good, right? They're Mm -hmm. the voice in my head that makes me want to fail. Or even when bad things happened in my life, I found that they were so much more um, celebratory. I don't know if that's the right word of when things were going bad for me. When things were great, I noticed they weren't really so much around, but it's almost like my failure made them feel better. And that's Mm -hmm. when I kind of realized like, in order for you to succeed, you have to cut all of that out and it sucks and it can be hard. And like, sometimes you're like, maybe I'm being a bad person for not talking to this person anymore. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, you're in charge of who you keep in your circle. And I always picture it mentally as almost like the target symbol, right? Like you have your, your inner dot. Those are the people like closest to you that you let have access the most to you. And then you have your outer ring of the people who, you know, still have access, but aren't maybe as personal. You don't maybe divulge as much or spend enough time or, or put enough time, energy and effort into for whatever reason. And then you have your outer circle that you like keep at arm's length and then everyone else is just like kicked off the island, right? I play purposely in my mind in these circles, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the inner circle is the smallest because we don't have enough time, energy, and effort to give that many people access to every part of you, right? So that should be your smallest. And then it doesn't matter if you're, you know, family members or friends or you've known each other 30 years or whatever the case may be, you get to decide where those people are placed or if they're kicked off the island altogether. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be rude. It doesn't make them bad or wrong. It's just like, I want to stop giving energy to this and this person makes me feel bad. So I'm just not going to engage. It can be that simple. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. It all comes down to, as we said numerous times, it's choice. It's realizing that you have a choice in this, that it isn't decided for you. You can decide the impact that those around have on you. And if it isn't a positive one, then then walk away from it. It's a bit like a, a summer job. You know, summer jobs are great for a summer. They're great for a period of time, but they don't serve you for the rest of your life. And it's the same with friendship groups sometimes. It's taking sentiment and emotion out of the situation, thinking if this isn't serving me, then it's sabotaging me. If they're not lifting me up, then they're bringing me down. Then I don't need to be around these kind of people. Absolutely. And everyone is placed in our path, right, to teach us something. So you Mm -hmm. can simply say like, not to them, but to yourself, like, you know, thank you so-and-so for, for teaching me this lesson and I've learned it and I'm ready to move on now. And that's a, that gives yourself like that positive vibe about it with still Mm -hmm. being able to walk, walk away. Um, but so often, you know, we feel like we're born into a family, but then when you're on this earth, like you don't get to choose, right. Who you're born into, but when you're here, you do, you get to choose who your family is really. Um, and friends can be family and you can decide who you want to spend that intimate time with. And, you know, even as adults, we grow up and we get married and we have our families and that becomes our, our new normal, you know? So it's so interesting. We're always choosing these things naturally anyway. It's just, it's put in our heads so much that like, Oh, just because your crazy uncle's drunk all the time and calling you names, he's still your uncle and you have to talk to him. And it's like, no, like actually you don't. So. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you for, for all the tips done, Danielle there. And just curious from your, I suppose, life and, and career and what you've built so far, what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself along the way? Hmm. What is the biggest thing I've learned along the way? That's an incredible question. Um, I would say it's that I really am a survivor Um, and not in a negative way, but I just think that like, because I've been through a lot of things, um, you know, personally and professionally, and I mean, I'm in a very good place now, but I just mean like a few years ago, I mean, it's a incredible story of how I even built my business. Um, it should be like a lifetime movie network story, actually lifetime. Call me. Um, just kidding. Who would play you? <laughs> uh, someone really beautiful. I can't think of anyone in particular right now, but just gorgeous, long blonde hair. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, you know who I really love actually is like Amy Poehler, but she's older than me. So maybe if we could find someone like younger and super funny, I'd go with that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, I guess just that I am able to survive. And so it almost gives me the idea, especially as an entrepreneur, right? Like I have my own business and sometimes it's terrifying to like, well, what if something happens? What if I burn it to the ground tomorrow? What if, you know, I lose all of my you know, clients or no one buys my courses or whatever, I'm like, I'll be good. Cause like, I've lost everything that I've ever had a few times in my lifetime. And it's always, I will always be fine because I'm just the type of person who decides that I'll be okay. Figure it out. And I think that's, um, that's something we can all learn from. It's like the only constant in life is change, right? So as long as you can navigate change, even if it's painful, you'll be just fine. It's just being stuck. That will ultimately be your downfall. So I guess that would be one of the biggest things I've learned about myself thus mm, far. Absolutely. And where would you say you, you seek your 
your inspiration from, whether it's been in the past or continual inspiration to to push yourself and those around you? Gangster rap music. Love it. <laughs> I'm Snap. totally not kidding. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, like people have asked, like, what's your favorite podcast and what's your favorite inspirational book? Um, and I do read. I love to read. Um, I read a lot of books. Actually, I get inspiration from books. But I find when I'm having a really hard day or just things like don't feel good, if you just put on some like pretty hardcore hip hop music and just jam out to it and you're just like, I don't know. There's just this energy and this fire it gives you. That's like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to rock this. Like I'm going to be okay. And mm-hmm. I would say that's a, that's a big form of inspiration for me. Um, and also just, you know, looking at people who have defied all odds when things have been against them. I think their stories are really inspiring. Just seeing how, you know, other people have so little and yet they do so much. And sometimes we complain and throw pity parties for ourselves, you know, um, when we're so gifted and we're so fortunate to have everything we have. Um, I think those kinds of stories are, are super inspiring as well. Mm. Well, a song recommendation for you then, uh, J Cole crooked smile. Ooh, I'm writing that down. Well, that, one, that is, and I know it's nearly the morning, but it's sort of late morning time there. So, it's a good tune to put on. Very feel good. I love it. I'm going to check it out, actually, when we get off. I will. <laughs> well, um, Danielle, it's been a real pleasure today. Thank you so much for your time and you know your, your experience and your thoughts and your suggestions. I've, I've really enjoyed speaking to you. Oh, I enjoyed it as well. Thank you so much for having me on, Chris. You're very welcome. And for, for people that want to stay up to date in, in your world, Danielle, and, and follow what you're doing and... Uh, perhaps tap into what you do for for a business as well. How can they find you? Yeah, I call it casual online stalking. Feel free to stalk me casually (laughs) online. Um, I do the same thing to everybody else. But um, my website is danielleprawl.com. That's P-R-A-H-L. It's just my first and last name. And you can also find me um, on Instagram. Name. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Danielle. And for the listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Thank you, Chris. Hey, people. Thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts, you can find me on Instagram, Not Another Sales Guy, underscore in each of those words. You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing Not Another Sales Podcast. And also, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I go by the name of Chris Hatfield. So thanks again and stay tuned for another episode.